I V M I V M Hey everyone this is your daily dose of everything that's happening in the world of NBA I am Monish and joining me as he does always is Nishant and you're listening to The Airball Diaries We had tons of games over the last few days. Uh, I I've lost count. I mean, the Warriors played three consecutive games that went to the last shot. Uh, they lost to the Indiana Pacers, who were without Brogdon, without Sabonis, without Levert, without Turner. Basically, a bunch of G Leaguers. They lost to the Indiana Pacers. The Pacers had beaten the Lakers the day before as well. Wow! <laughs> you take out Turner from this lineup, and you see what happens. Uh, then a buzzer beater against the Houston Rockets, who are dead bottom in the Western Conference. and today against a much better team against the jazz it went to the final shot again bogdan shot or was it bojan bojan shot oh, yeah. it hit the rim circled on the rim and i thought like it was over but it bounced out and the warriors just got lucky just got lucky too much excitement happening in the last few days lot of lot of games to talk about uh the last time we spoke we spoke about the eastern conference so it's only fair that we speak about the western conference now it's not as exciting as the eastern conference in terms of how close the standings are but well the quality of teams are probably much better over here a more consistent mm-hmm. uh, team probably the best team in the league right now phoenix suns will talk all about the western conference on today's episode whether you're an established sports person or a budding one or simply a sports enthusiast join us tanvi and shlok we are two passionate pro badminton players talking policy mindset and everything sport so tune in to the millennial athlete every monday only on the ivm podcast network trust us it's going to be lit so this is how the table looks right now phoenix suns sit on top and they're kind of distancing themselves from the rest uh, they're on 36 wins warriors 34 grizzlies 32 jazz 30 and then there's a gap and there's dallas nuggets timberwolves lakers clippers and all of this uh, we'll start off with the phoenix suns uh, they are the only team to not yet lose double digit <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. they're 36 and 9 at this point in the season they're pulling away they've had uh, they had injury troubles as well atems missed a bunch of games now at the start in the start they've missed booker for a few games uh, but they have survived all of this they found replacements for aton they found replacements for booker when he was out mcgee is doing a good job of the bench cam johnson filled in when jake crowder was out so they've had a good rotation of players and still they continue to pull out those results and they've pretty much gone unnoticed even though they sit on top of the western conference everyone's talking about how uh, how bad the warriors are playing for mm-hmm. example or how awesome the memphis grizzlies are playing or how terrible the lakers are but nobody really talks about the suns because they've been winning 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 and now it's no longer a contest even i mean they've pulled away from the warriors it was very close yeah. until the last 6 7 games and then the warriors started losing draymond green went out and the suns have really pulled away Is it fair to say that they are the best regular season team right now? Uh yeah, I mean the a the standings don't lie. Uh mm-hmm. that's that's first. And it's two and, seasons in a row, right? Last season yeah. also they finished second in the west. Yeah, and, can't call it a fluke anymore. Uh exactly. and when you're looking at deep playoff runs versus championship aspirations versus regular season standings, so the regular season standing check, deep playoff mm-hmm. run, they've proven themselves last year. You would likely think, yeah, yeah you know, check uh a championship caliber you've got to look at defense championship is is built on that foundation 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the Suns have been so far a top ten offense, number two defense. That's mm-hmm. uh, that combo, that cocktail is pretty good. When you when you draw those four yep. quadrants, they'll put them right on top in the top red corner. Uh, hard to argue against them. Right now, they are playing the best basketball uh, in the league. Uh, Cavs play exciting basketball. Grizzlies play scintillating basketball. Warriors play whatever basketball. Phoenix are playing the best basketball in the league right now because they can do it all at both ends. So too can the Warriors. By the way, I think it's easier to discount them right now. But um, when you were saying. Um, it was close between the warriors and the suns but but ever since and i thought the natural conclusion to that sentence is ever since draymond got injured uh, mm-hmm. but then when the sentence went ever since the last six games anyway that there's some sort of because that's the instant thought whenever the warriors go down your first question is if steph curry is out you would know it so it mm-hmm. can't be that uh, yeah. is draymond green out and of course he is yes he is and they badly need him back uh, back in the mix both defense uh, and he's sort of like their uh, NFL style offensive coordinator. He's the on-field offensive yep. coordinator. He's the yep. one telling everyone where to stand, where Steph Curry is going to appear, <laughs> where to set a screen. <laughs> I, I think they dearly miss him. But uh, but no, the Suns are legit. Um, they can guard all five positions. Uh, they have a brief bit of thing with eight and going out. But that's what's been so impressive this season that they've had ins and outs, um, and and a lot of rotation. And they've survived. They've survived through it all. And and surprisingly, not too badly hit by the COVID protocols either. Exactly. Uh, last season, if you remember in the playoffs, it was Giannis against Aiton and Aiton really had no backup, right? I mean, I'm not saying that the backup right now would stop Giannis, but literally Aiton had to play 40-42 yeah. minutes and you could yeah. see that by the by game 3 or that game 4, he was tired out and yeah. it was done. I mean, even mm. the previous round, they had a long uh, long Ooh. series against the Clippers and by the time they reached game 3, game 4 against the Bucks, he was done. There was no legs left in him. Mm. Uh, this time, they've kind of uh, added Maggie, who has think has been a very surprising addition, and his performance have really stood off. I mean, this is exactly what you expect from a bench player, right? Uh, get off the bench, score 15 points, grab seven, eight rebounds, and that's all you need to do in 15, 16 minutes that you play. Uh, I think he's done an excellent job. One of the most underrated signings of the season. Would you agree with that? No, for sure. I think anything that gets them support uh, uh, in that in that big man area. Again, Portland, are you listening? Boston, are you listening? Uh, much needed, much needed bolstering. We've seen a lot of teams do this in the past and and benefit greatly from it. I think when uh, uh, Philadelphia got Dwight Howard in as a backup for for Embiid, if nothing else, it gave Embiid some rest and you don't crash and burn. Nobody's looking for miracles there, but uh, just somebody who even holds it steady, keeps it at the average line when, when your superstar is not on the court. Lakers did the same thing with Dwight Howard and McGee, the season, the yeah. one season that they got right. Um, and, and so this is fast becoming a, a necessity in the in the modern game, especially because big men tend to do a lot more today. It was a lot more physical in the older years. There was a lot more body bumping, and that meant shorter careers. Uh, but but this is reduced in-game stamina now because the the centers do a whole lot more. They're defending a a lot more away from the basket than they used to. They're Involved in players a whole lot more. There's so much more three shooting, which means there's so much more pick and rolls and uh, high screens and all of that. Where they have to keep rotating in and out, right? So it's it's it has become imperative that you that you back up your your center. Uh, if nothing else, for the fact that uh, you have refused to pay your center a max contract, uh, <laughs> and so if nothing else, <laughs> time to start building uh, Plan B. Absolutely, and this is uh, this kind of nicely leads me to my next team that I want to talk about: the Warriors. The center right now is Kevon Looney, and when they faced the Bucks uh, a few games back, they were thrashed. It was no competition <laughs> at all. There was no stopping of uh, Giannis. Yeah. Uh, Looney picked up two fouls in the first three minutes, and it was game over because Draymond was not in the uh, uh-huh. squad either. 
and how do you stop Giannis? It was basically like, okay, go get to the basket, do whatever you want. Nobody really cares. Yeah. And they won by 30, 40 <laughs> points. At least it seemed like that. Maybe they caught up at the end. They lost by 20 points eventually, but it was worse than that. <laughs> now, does this Warriors performance without Draymond right now worry you or you think once he's back, they'll be all right? Because Steph has been pretty below average. He's shooting 32% from three over the last 10 games, uh, 38% overall, very un-Steph-like numbers. Yeah. True, he got a buzzer beater and all that in the game against the Houston Rockets just mm-hmm. recently, but he went one out of 13 today. And this is, again, not really an aberration. This has kind of been yeah. how he's been performing over the last 10 games. Do you think Draymond being out has impacted him so much or just just too much effort and now mid-season fatigue is catching in, his shot is not going in. Uh, is, does this worry you at all if you're a Warriors fan? If you were a Warriors fan? No, not not really. Not He's not a year two or a year three guard. He's been a superstar in the league uh, for way too long, doing this for far too long. And no, it doesn't worry me. I think last season, look no further than last season. He did that all season long. Um, and of course, there were bad games in between, but it's not like We've, in fact, he carried more of a load last season than he's carrying this season. A lot of people have stepped up for this season. Uh, we didn't have Jordan Poole doing this last season. Wiggins was kind of starting to do this. Uh, Draymond also was in full-fledged back into his his true blue self and all of the other support that they have, right? So, uh, no, I'm not too worried. I think the, it could be both. It could be just a rough patch of form and compounded by the lack of Draymond Green on that offense. Because he hits him with the best passes. He gives him the best, most opportune screens. He calls for them from other players and he's not close enough to give him a screen. I think um, Draymond being his his uh, coordinator, his, his go-to guy to run the offense while Steph is running circles, I think that's something that uh, that that is solely being missed. But that doesn't fully explain the lack of form. It could just be a rough bunch of games. Shooters like that don't, don't forget shooting all of a sudden. This isn't Space Jam. <laughs> it isn't. Hey, it's been another great week on the IBM Podcast Network. On Think Fast, Varun and Sachita talk to Shefali Bud. She's the tech and culture reporter from The Mint. She gives her views on meme culture, the creator economy, and other internet trends. Check out our new podcast on parenting, Big Talk About Tiny Humans. In the first episode, hosts Devi Shoba and Meghna stress on the importance of eating together as a family. What are the current trends amongst global investors? Viraj Nanda, co-founder of Globalize, tells Anupam all about it on Pesa Vesa. The Simplified Gang decode all the groundbreaking things that NASA's new James Webb telescope can do. On All Things Policy, the Takshashila folk discuss the recent Quad Summit that PM Modi was a part of. And on the Filter Coffee podcast, Karthik asks Devaya Bopanna about starting India's first DAO. Do follow us on social media. We're IBM Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And remember, if you're enjoying this show or any of our other shows for that matter, please do tell a friend. Don't forget to rate us on any of the platforms you're listening to us on. And also remember, you can check out a lot of our stuff on YouTube. Go to ibmpodcast.com slash YouTube and you'll get a list of all the various channels that we do have. And finally, we'd like to thank our sponsors this week, Banco Baroda and Coinswitch Coubert. Thank you so much for making this possible. Uh... But the game against Bucks yeah. actually brought forth a real question here. Do they have enough uh, weapons to stop Giannis if they reach the NBA Finals? True, they can beat the Phoenix Suns. True, mm-hmm. they can beat Memphis. True, they can beat Utah and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might be close, but they can get over them. They have yeah. enough arsenal to do that. Sure. How do you stop Giannis? You don't. Does any team have enough weapons to stop Giannis? Once upon a time, you could build that wall. Right now, he's 
he's figured out three things he's figured out how to pass his way out of that wall and get others involved and now he has enough shooters around him um he has figured out how to hit those mid rangers every now and then against that wall and three and perhaps more fri- most frighteningly he has figured out how to run through that wall anyway uh, but he just pick, picks and chooses his battles so now there's really no team that that can absolutely put a lock on yanis or even come close that's not going to happen Uh, in that case then i think the team should just stick to their strengths just the way the bucks did by the way the bucks mm-hmm. didn't switch up their entire game go to a utah golden state style uh, three reigning festival uh, they said okay what are we good at defense let's double down uh, let's get pj tucker to for those crunch games and that experience in the playoffs let's get drew holiday for that game changing perimeter defense let's get middleton to back up just a little bit more we know we can do it and and let yanis be yanis on defense right they did that Uh, they go to the other end. What's their weakness? Yanni shooting free throws. Just hope and pray he gets better, and he actually got better. And when it mattered most, he was near 100% in in clutch games in the finals, right? Um, and 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 they just let Yanni play his game instead of switching up the game to what is more acceptable in the modern day game. They actually played to their strengths and built a squad around it. I think the Warriors are are the same. When did they have a center worth anything ever in the last decade or so? Never. They like the what David West. They had all kinds of McGee. Uh, <laughs> I don't even remember half there. Bogut McGee. Yeah. I mean, McGee is a nice lucky charm. Wherever he goes, he's you know championship yeah. uh, caliber team. Yeah, he's okay. So look, none of these guys are bad, but I'm saying none of these guys are going to stop Ayanis or stop an Embiid or stop any of those guys or Anthony Davis or anything for that matter. But they'll make it tough. um yep. you know with their positional awareness and and their just just their durability right uh, they, they make it tough and and i think they should stick to that switching it up too much uh, doesn't really make sense once raymond is back what have the warriors always been they've been gunslingers they defend really well okay you give up 40 to yanis what about the rest can we shut down middleton we can damn well try uh, can we put uh, put shackles on juru alida you, you can try i think with clay with john pool with with uh, uh wiggins defending the way he is gary payton gb2 uh-huh. so they have enough to contain everyone else let yanis be yanis hope to make it a little tougher for him no easy uh, no easy layups but but that's it go to the other end and do what you do right be gunslingers that's what the warriors are okay uh the memphis grizzlies have moved to the third moved to third in the table mm-hmm. they leapfrog utah jazz recently right. Uh, they are fourteen and three in the last seventeen. Two of those losses coming against the Mavs. We'll talk about the Mavs in a bit, uh, and one loss against the Bucks. So they were bound to lose a few games, but this run has been amazing. Ja Morant missed a bunch of games, and still yeah. they've continued to win. Yeah. Uh, their second best player on this team, Dylan Brooks, hasn't played a lot this season. Uh, that second player tag has now gone to Desmond Bain or Jaren Jackson Jr. Maybe. Yeah. Desmond Bain is now out. They're still continuing to win. I mean, this team. is there a reason to believe that this team might not or might surprise everyone and go all the way yeah no uh, they're <laughs> not going to go all the way i don't think they have it's the Why same not? answer i'll always give you for for pretty mm-hmm. much uh, any mm-hmm. team that i doubt in the playoffs mm-hmm. unless you get there don't tell me or a sure thing it doesn't matter who the team is in the playoffs michael jordan had to learn everyone had to learn shack plus kobe had to learn the playoffs is a whole different ball game especially for younger players i think overwhelmingly what we've seen is 
the pace at which they play so high school basketball there's not a lot of strategy going on it's just right. best players against best players come to come to college basketball maybe just a little bit more a little bit more professionalism a little more of a set schedule and and set plays and team strategy and all of that uh but nothing quite all of this is still very high paced high high tempo especially because age right everyone's so fit when you're in college you come to the nba you're suddenly playing in a spectrum of players aged 18 to 37 mm-hmm. each of whom has a different play style and and the older players the game uh, they are so far advanced that the game slows down for them and so they they're able to slow it down even further and 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 get get that extra cut of advantage right the best players in the game you look at chris paul you look at lebron they don't play with the kind of frenzy and fever pitch that say a derrick rose a young derrick rose used to play with or or jamrant or, or trey young for that matter they don't play at that same level of frenzy they slow the game down and that's when they control the game when you're going at breakneck speed anything can happen one trip and you'll go flying miles um when you really learn to control the game that's why you win and in the playoffs it's all about controlling the game controlling the momentum it's about when the momentum's against you how do you just put a put a damn barrier to it how do you mm-hmm. shut the gates all of these things are learned over time i'm not saying it's impossible i'm saying it's improbable that that the grizzlies in their first season with pretty much no one that really uh, got it done ever in the playoffs yep. uh, will get it done in an incredibly tough conference where even now they're not the decided best team so maybe they get to the second round but what then mm-hmm. if they run into utah or <clears throat> excuse me or phoenix or golden state or or whoever in the second round i don't think that's a sure thing i i think they'll do incredibly well to get by if they do uh, but i'll see it to believe it so do you think uh, so would you count that as the ceiling for the season the second round of the playoffs that's my expectation yes and and i think that's a good season for them Uh, yeah, yeah, for of course, this team, course. yeah, of to course. finish top three, which is where they stand currently, if they can hold on, get to the playoffs, get to the second round, I think that's an excellent showing for them, and they'll come back much, much stronger next season. Okay, uh, the Jazz have slowed down a bit in the recent past, and they've been de- dealing with a few injuries and COVID issues as well. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell has missed a few games now due to concussion. Uh, Rudy Gobert was out, and that's when they started losing. Uh, he's back now, but he went out with a leg sprain uh, late in the game today. Uh, we'll see how long he's going to sit out but the jazz like they've done in the last few years they've continued to remain a great regular season team if they are in the, they'll definitely finish in the top 4 maybe top 3 they are a great regular season team we've seen this uh, they've done this several times in the past what would it take for the jazz to go to the next level which is first reach the conference final and <laughs> then reach the nba final what would it take for the jazz does do they need a trade do they need to I don't know do they need bench strength I think their strength their bench is really deep so they don't really need yeah. that bench strength but where how do they go to the next level maybe change the coach <laughs> it's very <laughs> rare that I see it but um we've seen this before coaches get a squad to a certain certain level and they're great at building squads and they're great at uh, picking talent and mentoring talent and maybe they're not great at that next level which is how to convert mm-hmm. all this into post season wins and and chips maybe maybe i think he's been there for a while now uh, mm-hmm. maybe a coach refresh would help because they've got the personnel um, they've got the bench more than pretty much uh, most yep. of the nba yep they're still for three seasons now they've been consistently amazing at making it rain from from beyond the arc 
Yep. Uh, something only the Warriors can match, and and maybe the Rockets of two seasons ago when Harden was around. So they've got they've got great defense. Perennial DPOI candidate. Dion Ellis gives them great grit on defense. So you can't really fault any one thing. Uh, the the only and this is on Donovan Mitchell, by the way. And this is though I'm going to question uh, his contribution. This is actually credit to his greatness uh, that that people have this expectation that in the playoffs sometimes it just comes down to that superstar elevating above above all mm-hmm. conflict. Mm-hmm. Everyone that you've ever respected in basketball has done it at least once. Most people have done it for years on end. Jordan, Kobe, LeBron, Dirk, blah blah right. blah blah, Luca. You you pick them. in any generation any at any level that elevation is the one thing that i haven't seen from the jazz not in any season um mm-hmm. that i haven't seen for example that seven game nuggets series loss mm-hmm. they had no mm-hmm. business losing that series they were 3-1 up yep when the nuggets came back it was just mind numbing performance after performance from jamal murray who just exploded mm-hmm. he, I, he it was just another uh, otherworldly <laughs> like, <laughs> because he's he's ordinary averages in the yeah, teens exactly. in the regular season. <laughs> it's like Dragon Ball. He just went super saiyan on them. Donovan Mitchell kept up, but yep, yep. Dropping a three-one series, you couldn't quite keep up, could you? And and the season after that, and and whatever. I think that's the one thing that they're missing is for John Donovan Mitchell to become one of the elite in the NBA, one that clinches playoff series. Giannis became that over time. um mm-hmm. anyone else booker can do that chris paul can do that anyone that you've seen in the last 5 years dominate the league jason tatum can do that so so yeah. i think that's the one thing that donovan mitchell hasn't yet showed us he has the squad he has the team i think it's time for him to or maybe they should do what miami did to lebron james which is doing wait sat him down and said stop deferring to everyone else mm-hmm. uh like I, you might respect all of these players but at some level you have to realize that you are the best player in basketball and and unless you become the number one player on this team and play like you're the number one player think like you're the number one player it's not going to happen when you have the ball shoot it stop passing it to <clears throat> to this guy that Wayne Wade can be that person in Utah as well since he's a part owner yeah <laughs> yeah yeah he's a stakeholder so why not yeah so maybe that's that's what they need but uh, but that's it for me that's it everything else is going well uh, if donovan mitchell has that star turn one series is all it takes he will taste blood and there'll be no looking back and that's pretty much for donovan mitchell as that's the one thing he hasn't unlocked yet He's done everything excellently well. Maybe that's the one thing to get get them over the line. And if it doesn't happen this season, maybe maybe a new coach can help uh, refresh things. Okay. And the last team I want to speak about today is the Dallas Mavericks, who have silently put on a great run. They yeah. won twelve of their last thirteen games, uh, and now they are a top five defense. Did you see that coming? <laughs> uh, the last twenty three games they've held every team to below fifty percent shooting. Twenty three games in a row. Uh, the mavs when we assess them at the start of the season i was not impressed at all i was like this another season where they go to the playoffs yeah. first round elimination and that's about it the recent past i've actually been pretty impressed with luka and porzingis they seem to be playing well together luka has elevated himself he usually does in this part of the season where he starts off slow and then he's just on another level he's 26 9 and 9 for the yeah, season yeah the triple double just become <laughs> normal for him right it's yeah. like part it's average for him <laughs> he's he's gone to that level now and you know yeah. that he will keep this up till the end of the season porzingis has managed to remain pretty fit uh, compared relatively uh, compared to his previous years he's missed a bunch of games but he's still there and he's contributing when he's there and he's become great on defense he's great on defense uh 
and they have a bunch of part players who've done their job really well uh, jalen brunson's been impressive uh, finney smith has been having a great year as well and then they have uh, hardaway of the bench they have kleber there dwight powell's been getting yeah. a few minutes mm-hmm. bunch of nice pieces to have but i think do you think they can wrap all these up into a nice package and deal and get a good player and that oh, team really yes yeah that team will be really tough to deal with you already have luka and porzingis put all of these nice side pieces and get a good player someone like even a christian would be a great addition to this team wouldn't it eh, they need someone who can score also I, I, and and why i say that is because i think this they should trade porzingis however well he's playing Mm-hmm. it's not reliable he's he's just one bad day away from getting injured for 6 months again um mm-hmm. it uh, such has been his career so far when he's playing and when his stock is on the rise this season trade him hmm? this season or end of the season because this or season it'll be I'd... risky to trade him right they've got a run going what are they going to do are they going to do shit in the playoffs with this squad i don't think so one round at max that's that, that they're going to win that's uh-huh. all they're going to win i don't think they're going to go beyond that okay and i don't but, think porzingis will get there i don't know why <laughs> that's my <laughs> no i think 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 beyond i mean look you have you, you have luka he's not 35 you're in no hurry mm-hmm. uh he's got his whole career ahead of him which means this is now a franchise decision this is not a this mm-hmm. season or next season decision this is a mm-hmm. franchise decision now that means think for the long term you have your superstar face of the mm-hmm. franchise you found mm-hmm. your dog novitski god knows how mm-hmm. now you got to build around him. which means sooner or later they will have to trade porzingis we've been saying this for three seasons now and he's almost always injured and i don't know the the mass front office has been lethargic maybe seemingly at least in in making moves and so he's still there um when an opportunity like this presents itself to trade him i take it even mid season yeah it'll screw up the season a little bit but i don't think the season they're going anywhere anyway I, maybe maybe a conference finals okay maybe Uh, good for them uh, something to write home about but they're not going anywhere they're not going to the finals they're not going to win anything this season uh, and that's still this season you're making this trade or keep posing is why uh, this decision why because you want to see what what best you can offer luka and that's for the long term so then i i don't think this decision should be uh, constrained by the con- uh, context of what do we do this season i think if you get a chance mm-hmm. to trade posing is trade posing is your only where where your argument might have some merit is who do they get this season maybe nobody is available on on like mid season trade notice then fair enough then wait for the off season mm-hmm. but if they have a top class trade to be made make it would you i mean you wouldn't need to lose much to get someone like a miles turner into this team no not at all if you That'd wait for the end ad. of the season probably nothing <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a great ad i mean if they had a number 5 because right now the center is maxi kleber yeah he's okay he's, he's okay. average at best hmm. but miles turner get that rim protection and this team will become an even better defense and he can score the three ball as well uh, i would see that as a great trade yeah so again trade posing is um, get somebody uh-huh. like a turner so mm-hmm. then he is your five and he is your three shooter he is not quite posing is but he will do all right mm-hmm. um, you will lose some on the offensive end but you will you will be okay defensively mm-hmm. uh, the, i say this knowing fully well posing is just made six blocks in a game but but turner is going to be okay he has plenty turner of turner leads blocks. the league in yeah, blocks yeah, so that's not exactly. a problem <laughs> exactly so they get they get him in on defense they largely okay maybe slightly diminished but they're there and thereabouts mm-hmm. uh if they can package posingis and some of the other young pieces that they have mm-hmm. for a wing defender maybe a two way player maybe uh, another 
high scoring guard that's a team now all of a sudden and that's a team you can you can back there there's a sense if they can do that mm-hmm. is there a player you have in mind plenty i don't know who's going to don't move. say russell westbrook because <laughs> nobody's taking yeah, that nobody's taking that contract <laughs> no why would you i'd rather keep posing as at this point than uh, than trade for westbrook no so i think the lakers fan you wouldn't so <laughs> what's the difference it's not like they're going anywhere with us bro guys uh somebody like somebody like what the may not be the same level of age or experience but what what the rosen did for the bulls i think mm-hmm. something like that would be uh would be priceless i would say a lot of rumors about uh, toronto buying out dragic's contract and he wants uh, to apparently play with luka okay Dragic mm-hmm. is is a pass first ball heavy point guard who is not mm-hmm. quite the same anymore on offense he's not going to give you 25 30 uh, every other night none of those things are true why would you bring him into a team where there is luka who's probably the game's greatest ball hog right now uh, yeah. or or a tray young or any of these guys they're not going to give up the ball you you won't be able to do miami true. worked because butler and everyone else was happy letting dragic run the show true uh, so and gonna... when luka sits out they have a great backup in brunson Yeah, it's been a great decision. What a revelation. Yep. I yep. think his contract's also up at the end of the season. His contract's up. Uh, the Mavs have okay. a very interesting decision with him because <laughs> he'll be demanding around 16-18 million. And if they keep Porzingis, that's, they'll go into luxury tax, which is a decision that they have to take whether... I think Brunson, Brunson they can let go. Is Brunson your third star? That's nah, the question for them. They can let Brunson go. Unless they have a sign-in trade waiting to be made, they can let him go. I don't But think he's 16 or 18. Isn't he good more. enough to be a third superstar on a team? You don't need to be a superstar. Third player on the team who can handle the ball, who can score. He's great. Uh, he can dictate the offense. No, he's okay. He's not, he's not bad at all. But uh, that automatically isn't equated with an $18 million a year contract. There are plenty of players mm-hmm. who you can pick up that. Um, mm-hmm. That can do that. Who, where you don't well, Kevin Herter gets that kind of a deal. So isn't Brunson a better player than Herter? Uh, isn't the Mavs front office supposed to be a lot more sensible than the Atlanta front office? If, if we're talking about deals, look what Westbrook got. Like, what John Wall has. <laughs> I don't think deals... Are, no, I think... No, Brunson's good, but um, I'm saying you will find such talent in the free agency pool every year or two. You will find Herter also. Maybe they got rewarded for, for be already being a part of the uh, Hawks franchise and they were just giddy after going to the conference finals. I don't know what it was. But... He contributed. He contributed. Uh, the sure. Players, so. Sure. <laughs> sure. No, I pick up Dennis Rudolph instead of Brunson. He, he runs out. Um, no, I think, look, they, I mean, they can get him. They can't. They don't. But their real question is not, do you pay Brunson 16 or 18? Uh, because what I got paid or whatever. it is are you willing to pay him that and go into luxury tax because you'll have mm-hmm. to pay porzingis so your only option really is with brunson yep. that's that's their big question now if they believe they can move brunson along with porzingis and whatever else then sure it makes sense but like i said then that's the sign and trade option basically that's what it amounts to then they would should like a, no. would you like a swap between uh, porzingis and john collins and obviously the side picks can be added but uh, how do you like john collins along with luka for porzingis I I don't think he quite fits their play style. I think with with somebody like Luka what you need is is a spot up shooter. Mhm. Either that or somebody that can go get his own shot. It's it's okay. either because then own shot okay then you do it when Luka's on under pressure you uh, sweep the ball to the other side and he does this thing or Luka's on the bench uh, you kind of still keep the the score taking. Somebody like that or a spot up shooter that luka can can reach out to i think these are the kind of players the mavs should be acquiring i think collins is neither neither of these two things mm-hmm. and uh 
he gives them rebounds, gives them defensive hustle. He can contribute, kind of okay, he's okay. In he's the a post. player who's apparently unhappy with the Hawks' front office, and he wants a bigger role uh, in offense, which he's not getting with Luca either. So yeah, exactly. You're going from trade to Luca, nothing's changing for you. You're not getting the ball really. So uh, no, I don't. I, I doubt if I doubt that Collins is a fit. I'd look more in the direction of somebody like a Buddy Heald, someone like that, someone mm-hmm. that can be a spot mm-hmm. up shooter, can contribute on defense. Um, mm-hmm. What the Mavs need is somebody who gets twenty a game, something like that. Twenty a game yeah. gets a few rebounds, assists here and there. That's about it, and they're good. Uh, they need that. Anything more is a bonus. But if you're going to get anything more, it might as well be somebody who plays both ways. Find a young Jimmy Butler if you can. Uh, mm-hmm. somehow persuade Clippers to give up Paul Judge if you can, something like that. I think I think these moves would be great. <laughs> the first team you look for when you need a player is look at the Indiana Pacers. They have all, all players <laughs> available. And then I think of Karis Levert. Wouldn't he be a great idea? Yeah, yeah, he'd be amazing. Yeah. That that's a that's a good trade. And and it wouldn't cost them a Queen's ransom to bring uh Karis yeah. Levert. Because he's not yet that great where teams start demanding obscene trade value right. for him. Uh, plus, he's on the Hawks, who kind of are in a snooze fest right Pacers. now. It's like, yeah. Uh, sorry, yeah, yeah, sorry, the Pacers, where um, you know, it's like they they feel they'd started the rebuild, then they kind mm-hmm. of dozed off. Um, <laughs> then, then last season, everyone was pissed off. They said, "Wait for this season. Levert is going to be back. Maybe at some point this season or next, we'll get Turner back." Uh, uh, you know, watch out, watch out for the Turner or Warner. Watch out for the uh, Pacers, Warner. and then. Uh, yeah, halfway through the season, uh, Turner started getting pissed off. Sulking. <laughs> yeah, just moping. He's just standing in the corner moping. Warren's nowhere close to a return. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. It's You know the team's bad when I'm struggling to even recollect their names, man. It's like Sabon is... Brogdon, why even? Why even get him into the squad? Uh, should have stayed at the Bucks. We would have won something. <laughs> Absolutely. So these are the top five teams in the West. We'll come back tomorrow and talk about the rest I, because I want to talk about the Lakers. They are in a very interesting sure. position. Uh, AD is coming back, so something bright for the Lakers to look forward to. Uh, but we'll come back and talk about the Lakers and the rest of the Western Conference on tomorrow's episode. Um, and I will see you tomorrow. All right, man. I'd rather talk about Oladipo. Another one of those gems who passed through India. Now, wow, Oladipo. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was there too. Remember him? Of course. <laughs> All right. All right. Cheers, man. See you. Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to check out our other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can listen to us on the IVM podcast app, ivmpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on our social media. We're at IVM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to reach out to us, and you know you do, you know you want to reach out to us and tell us that our opinions on your favorite players are trash. You want to tell us Magic Johnson is still better than Steph Curry and you don't think Steph Curry has changed the game. For all that and more, reach out to us on both Instagram and Twitter. If you love cricket, listen up. The Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast is here for you. Hosted by DJ, Varun, and me, Ashwin, we bring a fun, fresh fan's point of view to talking all things cricket. Sometimes it's just the three of us, sometimes we have guests, including current and former international cricketers. For new episodes every week, check out the Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast on the IBM app, website, or wherever you get your podcasts. Working Monday to Friday glued to your chair making you feel dull? Worry not. Get your five-minute weekly dose of travel around the world with postcards from nowhere. Join me every Thursday as I explore the strange, obscure, and fascinating parts of the world and bring out facets of travel you may not have thought of before. You can find us on the IBM Podcast app, website, 
or wherever you get your podcast from.